Vatican Viewpoint, the church in the world seen from Rome. A podcast produced by Vatican Radio. I'm your host, Devin Watkins. I see already many people coming with so much joy, so much enthusiasm, so much desire to meet other young people from all over the world. So the opportunity to travel is very appealing, but to do a travel of faith on pilgrimage is even more exciting. And we're going to Porto to join the Days in Dalsies, and then we will go back to Lisbon for the World Youth Day Festival. It's almost here. World Youth Day 2023 kicks off in Lisbon, Portugal on August 1st and runs through the Sixth. Perché Lisbona? Why Lisbon? Warum Lisbon? Pourquoi Lisbon? Perché Lisboa? Perché Lisboa? This week on Vatican Viewpoint, we're gathering up the excitement and hope of young people from across the globe as they embark on the spiritual pilgrimage of a lifetime. I'm Derek. I'm from Hong Kong, and we are about 19 pilgrims from Hong Kong St. Margaret's Church, and uh, we are heading to Porto on coming Wednesday and we are going to Porto on 31st of July. We ran into Derek at a pizzeria in Rome. Like many other World Youth Day participants, he and 300 compatriots from Hong Kong are on a pilgrimage toward Lisbon, and they're visiting other holy sites to prepare themselves for the encounter in Portugal. A couple of days ago, we were actually at St. Peter's Square, and we saw Pope Francis, and he like gave a little, little speech about climate change and everything, and even around us, there were a lot of Catholic youths from around the world, and it was so overwhelming, and it really makes you appreciate how something small can be something, like something so grand and so big. Jamalin, another Hong Kong Catholic, prayed the Angelus on Sunday with Pope Francis. She'll see him again in Lisbon when he arrives to accompany the young people on their faith journey for a few days. I think it's very special because especially growing up in the parish that I belong to, the guys that we have today, our group leaders, as a kid I've watched them go to previous World Youth Days in Poland, I believe, and I think it's always been very cool to see how they've taken what we have in Hong Kong because it feels like such a small community to such a bigger and larger Catholic group and to like spend time with all these different youths from across the world. Christians in Hong Kong are in the minority, but they're not the only ones. Estonia, a European Union nation, boasts 6,000 Catholics in the entire country, but they're not afraid to show their faith. Estonia is well known as a not faith-practicing country, but our youth would like to show that who are practicing a faith, it is important and it is deep in their hearts. Marga Marie Pass is not going to Lisbon, but as the communications director for the Apostolic Administration of Estonia, she speaks with the voice of the 15 young pilgrims and two priests who are their spiritual guides. Always when we have had a World Youth Day in Europe, Estonians have been participating. But this time it is a really a smallest group who will participate in World Youth Day. And all the Catholic Church in Estonia praise and really would like to know how it's going on with our youth, because also Catholics who stay in Estonia, it is important to show that our youth really gladly participating in different events, catechesis, and also meeting the Pope. In Lisbon. Ever since his first apostolic exhortation, Pope Francis has harped on the idea that Christians must be joyful. 
That's a message that resonates well with the young. One of the messages of our young people is to be joyful. Our world needs joy and peace. And our youth, our 17 persons group, would like to share this joy and peace with other pilgrims whom they will meet in Lisbon. Now let's get a perspective from the host country. Domingos Fechas Vital is Portugal's ambassador to the Holy See. We are getting ready, the country as a whole, including families and our youth, to welcome the Lisbon World Youth Day with a deep sense of responsibility, given the importance of this event that is unique, but also with immense joy. We expect the Lisbon World Youth Day to be seen as a sign of hope in a better world, more just and more sustainable. listening to Vatican Viewpoint. We've heard the pilgrims' excitement for an event that was postponed by a year due to the pandemic. Now let's dig a little deeper into the meaning of World Youth Day. I think waiting for World Youth Day made the grow the desire of all young people from all over the world to leave this meeting with Christ, with the Pope, with each other. Father Joao Chagas there, he's the Vatican official in charge of World Youth Days. I would say he's offered a pretty succinct description of the goals of this pilgrimage and in the correct order. Meeting with Christ, with the Pope, with each other. Pope John Paul II started World Youth Day back in 1986 and he offered a clear vision of the purpose of these gatherings. The event of the cross and resurrection, the Paschal mystery. So it's a Paschal event. It's an event of pilgrimage. It's interesting also that in these days we are reading the book of Exodus in uh, the liturgy so we can see this passage. So the dimension of pilgrimage the meeting with Christ in his death and resurrection. I think World Youth Day is also an event in which young people are invited to share the sacrifice of Christ because pilgrimage supposes a lot of sacrifices every day. Pope Francis will celebrate the final Mass on Sunday, August 6th, helping turn the young pilgrims' sacrifices into new life. It's also an event of the resurrection, an event of Transfiguration. The last Mass of World Youth Day will be the Mass of Transfiguration. And I'm sure that young people will go out from Lisbon having experienced Transfiguration of Christ, a Paschal experience, an experience of also of transformation in the heart, in the deepest of their hearts. Or, as Dewey, a volunteer from Australia, says, This is my fourth World Youth Day, and what I'm looking forward to most is actually seeing God through every single person that have come here to Portugal to experience the World Youth Day, even if it's for their first time or even if it's for their tenth time. All of us have an an amazing experience to be had in terms of experiencing Jesus Christ, reconciling with our sins, but also looking forward to the actions that us as youth can do together, not just for our common home, but for our common church. Like any trip, a pilgrimage requires a lot of planning, and to that end, the local church in Lisbon has been hard at it, getting ready to welcome around 600,000 pilgrims. 
I was very impressed by how the parishes, how the local church is preparing to welcome young people from all over the world. They are preparing the tales, the space where they will sleep. Uh, parishes are very enthusiastic. The Catholic Church has just celebrated the World Day for Grandparents and the Elderly, and Pope Francis linked the two generations, old and young, at his Angelus last Sunday, heard here through an interpreter. Benedicat vos, omnipotateus, pater, et filius, et spiritus sanctus. Amen. Amen. There we are. We just received a blessing from the Holy Father, who coincidentally is being flanked on the left and the right by a young man and an elderly lady, probably grandmother and grandson. Today, as many young people are preparing to go to the World Youth Day, we celebrate the day, the third World Day for Grandparents and the elderly. The closeness of this uh, day that we are celebrating today, or grandparents and the elderly, as well as the World Youth Day, is important because the future is constructed together in experience and in reciprocal care between young people and the elderly. Elder people preparing also to welcome young people. I met, uh, for example, a lady who has already great-grandchildren, and she will welcome many young people in her house. It will be also a very beautiful meeting between young people and elder people. The relationship with grandparents and the elderly is really critical in really solidifying and deepening a young person's faith. Malcolm Hart there. He's the director of the National Centre for Evangelization at the Australian Catholic Bishops' Conference. Young people come to know Jesus in many different ways, through their friends or peers or events, through family, through schools. But I think it's that relationship and encounter with grandparents and the elderly which really deepens that experience, where they get to be accompanied, get to have conversations and learn about life and their faith in a safe way. Talking with their grandparents is often a very safe environment and a safe place to ask those questions. The theme of this World Youth Day is Mary arose and went in haste and she went to see her Aunt Elizabeth after the Annunciation. One thing to note is that Elizabeth was barren and already past childbearing age when she became pregnant with John the Baptist. And if Mary was in her mid-teens at the time of Jesus' conception, as the custom of the day held, then theirs was an encounter between a young woman and her elderly relative. I know in preparing for World Youth Day, a number of groups have really focused on this, particularly in, in around the theme of World Youth Day that Mary arose and went with haste to see Elizabeth and that relationship that they had and trying to look at the mentoring and introducing young people to different grandparents and asking them to engage in conversations and support them going to World Youth Day as well. So this relationship has really grown since Pope Francis has highlighted it. And I know it's something uh, that we in Australia have really been looking at resources and inclusion as to be more attentive and open to the graces and wisdom of the elderly. Thank you for joining us here on Vatican Viewpoint. We'll be back again next week.